SAFM Headspace. Now, this is the home stretch for focusing on uh, the next conversation. And this is a conversation that everybody has been having, but we're taking a different angle to it. We're not really going to be talking to the DA. Surely you've heard their defense and so forth and would like more of their defense, by the way. But more importantly, we'd like to hear your take now on our value for education. Is education the only key to success? If we can see for President Jacob Zuma becoming head of state without an education... Stian Hazen, without an education, uh, Julius became a leader in the ANC Youth League without um, uh, the uh, post-metric education. Uh, we, we've seen public intellectuals like uh, uh, nobody's business in our country without an education. While we say with our mouths we want people who are educated, we seem to be lauding and supporting and this is evidenced by how we have lauded and supported all the above mentioned. Do we really value education? You hear Floyd saying, now I can tell he was so shallow because. And yet he never said anything about his shallowness. Or at least I never heard him commenting about the shallowness of John Stienhazen. Do we really 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 appreciate education in this country oh we say we appreciate education but in actual fact we we okay having a head of state twice electing him twice without an education this is our conversation the lines are open i'm gonna introduce you to our guests and then i want to listen to some of the voice notes that have been sent um uh, to our, uh, our line and by the way you're still welcome to do so you can still send it to 0614-104-107 0614-104-107 if you'd like to send a voice note you can do so we do have joining us in the studio and thank you very much for coming through we really yes, appreciate people coming through to the studio his mighty jamie a social and political commentator good evening to you sir thank you for agreeing to talk to us uh, well it's my pleasure to be here. Pleasure All right. to be here. I want us to listen to these voice notes and then you can give your commentary shortly after that. Phineas. Um, good evening, Mr. Naya. On this is Sitemiso in Hermanus. Uh, on the issue of uh, education, I mm. agree with Mr. KGM. Okay. Um, it is useless. Uh, it is. I believe it is part of the white man's agenda okay. because it's so twisted. We learn what the dominant society want us to know. It is so colonized, so to speak. Myself as a 17-year-old uh, who is currently doing grade 11, find it useless. I am only going to school just to keep up with the competition. Whoa. Okay. Um, um, our, our response there needs to be very clear. Um, um, did, he, did he give his name there, Mapaboods? I, 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 I did not hear his name. 17 years old and... Um, um, yeah. Okay, let me just encourage you, um, uh, sir, uh, you didn't give us your name, so please forgive me for just addressing you as sir without your name. Um, um, education um, may not be um, as useless as you believe it to be, but if you heard KGM, he is still taking his children through this education, useless as he believes it is. Perhaps we might read something into that. Not to say that you should not. He himself, KGM, 
went through this education system and uh, he says he has a matric certificate. The very least you can do as a 17-year-old is to get it on your side and you can castigate it as useless uh, after you have qualified, um, uh, not just to castigate it because you might find that while KGM is saying uh, education is useless, but he has that metric and he is taking his children through this education. But hey, uh, I'm going to let our guests respond to that as well. The second the first, second voice note, Phineas. The problem with the educational system is that it is, it is not taking out the Tanandina person, but is trying to bring in all these other factors and what it does for example is comparing a mathematician with a writer if a person was born and they have ability to write they'll be compared with an economist or a mathematician which is kind of wrong but yeah in a way that's how i believe and see it and my name is supermas from social bank Okay, Sipo. Okay, Sipo. We'll have our guests responding to that as well. The third one, the third one, uh, uh, Phineas. Good evening, Nai. Well, uh, Nai, I do think uh, education is important. Education is important. And uh, education uh, is not a key to success, but it is important. Okay, okay. But you can be successful without uh, having a formal education, you know. But uh, the actual fact is that to get a formal education is important, even though you can be successful rather without uh, having a, a formal education. And we must remember that Okay, I think that one got cut while he was still recording it. I, I get your point. It's important, though it's not the key to success. I hear you. Let's have our guests respond to these voice notes before we get into our own conversation. Mighty Jamie. Yeah, so I, the first call, I think his name was Tembiso. And um, I think it's important to tell him that, one, the world is changing now. And um, there are less and less opportunities for you to get into high value places in the marketplace without some form of skills. Um, tech is becoming more required. Analytical skills are becoming more important. And we're, we're entering this fourth industrial revolution. That's what they talk about. But what they're actually talking about really is that more and more apps and computers and programs are going to do more and more of the regular jobs. So if you look at trends in America, that kind of thing, uh, some jobs are becoming obsolete. In fact, Amazon, uh, which purchased Wall Foods, has got retail stores now which don't have um, anybody selling in the stores. They have cameras monitoring the stuff and they have people who pack. But otherwise, all of the, the cashiers are gone. You've got Uber, Kaza becoming um, self-driving. In five to ten years, when he's now in his mid-twenties, the world of work will have changed and the people who will be able to survive will be people with high-end skills. So it's very useful very important and um, being a black child which is what I'm assuming Tembiso is you don't have the same 
um, social network that is willing to give you a hundred thousand to play around in your mom's garage if you even have a mom's garage you don't have sponsors willing to give you an opportunity to be a young leader in the da so you have to be pragmatic as well to say no one is just going to give me an opportunity just because i speak well as a black child they're going to need to see the paperwork. They're going to need to see um, the associated documents which come with that. And going into the second caller's um, comments, Sipo, I think a good education system, like Einstein, I think, um, astutely pointed out, doesn't compare a fish with a monkey. It doesn't compare a mathematician with a writer. It's supposed to develop everybody according to their strengths so that they can com- contribute to the academic body of knowledge in a creative way as well. So it's not just about understand um, Charles Dickens, understand Thomas Hardy, understand Zeke Mda. It's also about, okay, now that you understand all of these grades, what do you bring to the table? What's your story? What's your contribution if you are a writer? It's not just about can you do differential equations and code for Facebook. So I think if you're not getting it at your school, appreciate that that's what it's supposed to be and try to cultivate it for yourself. And I think the last caller is kind of agreeing with what we're saying is that education does matter. And I think a lot of times um, we always tell people they need to learn to get a job, etc. We need to tell people they need to learn to create the world they want to see, to make the contributions they want to make. So, for instance, if you want to design um, applications that help Soweto improve, you are going to need to learn how to computer code. Not because coding in and of itself is of value. It's of value because of what it creates. The book isn't of value in and of itself that you put words together and put them in a paper. Is that you are trying to convey ideas, a story, a narrative to your global community so that we can all be uplifted. That's really what education is about. The absorption of ideas, the regeneration of those ideas in new formulations to advance humanity. And we need to tell our kids more and more that it's not about paperwork. It's about actually acquiring this body of information, activating your mind so that you can make a positive contribution. And we don't have enough of that conversation. We just tell them this is what you need to do to make money. And I think that's why they begin to feel like it's not valuable. They don't care for certain career paths as much because telling a writer to become an accountant because it pays well is probably the worst thing you could ever do. But telling a writer that he needs to absorb all of the different writers so that he can write the next literary great book and make money like other people who are in the authoring community, then he's inspired. Then he wants to devour every book. And then we have a legendary writer. And we don't have enough of those conversations, unfortunately, but we ought to. All right. Um, I want to take some calls for you. 0891-104-207. Mighty Jamie, a social and political commentator, uh, giving his commentary as expected. Let's go to Sakile. In case it ends. Sakile, go ahead. <laughs> yes, my, mm. Mm, mm, mm. nice discussion from your case. I'm inspired now. You. Nice, nice, nice point. But now, you know, you just have to go to Statistics SA, my. And, and and we're saying like this youth unemployment is like fifty something percent. Just look at the number of graduates that are not un, that are unemployed. It's like five five point one percent compared to those who just have a metric certificate or no metric certificate. So South African labor market is actually awarding skills. Just not be naive because Mr. Sten Hazen or Mr. Jacob Zuma made it to parliament without any formal education. And that's the point. That's the whole point. South African 
labor market is awarding skills. And we, we have to be, we have to be, we have to be skilled in to compete sort of, with the world tonight. We have to be. We have to produce enough of everything, of everything, especially in science and economics. We have to be. Like, we will end up importing, like, even doctors or people who are thinkers. You remember the previous weeks, like, you were doing um, 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 a series with regarding to, 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 to research that is going on in, in our universities. That research now is conducted by intellectuals. Just yeah. imagine you're in a country without any research. I mean, what's the kind of a country that? Yeah. Thank you, Nye. All right. Thank you very much. We'll have them respond to that, Mighty. Well, I think I think I agree, right? Yeah, you need skills to pay the bills, basically. Um, and I think we do have still a skills shortage. A lot of times, and and I think this conversation was happening today. No, on no, social. his point is not about paying paying the bills. His point is about development. Yeah, I mean, it was it was part of it. I mean, he did say the market rewards skills, that kind of thing. So I, I do agree, and I do agree with broadly his point that you do need this body of. Um, intellectuals to make the contributions to solve the local problem. So I, I don't have a disagreement with that. And I think we we started having a conversation on social media about what degrees and, and uh, very troubled by some of the responses from the DA because they're like, oh, these um, social science degrees don't matter and these other degrees. And I think sometimes we overemphasize the scientific stuff. I, I do think South Africa does have, um, we're lopsided towards the BA degrees, but that doesn't mean that they don't matter, right? It, it, if you look at Steve Jobs' um, life, he actually went to a lot of calligraphy classes and stuff that didn't have anything to do with coding. And later, it turned out that those calligraphy classes were actually very important to um, you know, sparking his creative process for what ought to be in the computer. And that's why we have all of the fonts and all of that variety. So we had a conversation today about what skills, what ought we to develop. And a lot of times we'll talk about STEM as if the, the, the science doesn't have a creative component. You, you need to design things that solve social problems. But how do you understand the social problems if your sociologists don't tell you? How do you understand what's happening with women? What do they need? How do you create uh, the menstruation uh, cups and all of those things if the social scientists don't tell you that this is a problem for rural girls? Because science isn't abstract. Science, uh, I mean, sometimes it is. You know, you're just curious, how does paper fold? There was a New York Times article on a scientist who folded 100 papers. He crumpled them just to figure out how they crumple. But most of, most of the time, science isn't just about how does paper crumble. It's actually about how can I solve this particular problem with Edison trying to create electricity so that he could light up the world. You know, with... Um, uh, these guys who were Watson and Crick who were doing a lot of, of, of science to try to figure out the DNA codes. So there's always a purpose to science. And I think that purpose does also come from the humanities. It does come from economics. It does come from other places. Email, if you look at social networks, they're all designed to try to solve a particular problem. So for us to look down on one element of the university uh, and, and the academy, I think it's problematic. So whilst we do discuss like that we need this education, I think some of the conversation, I think I saw Helen Zill, I saw some other people talking about, oh no, the EFF, they all have social science degrees, so that's not good enough, or those are not qualitative degrees you know Jonathan Witt another commentator was talking about because he has a medical degree that these are useless degrees and I think as much as we're talking about the value of education we mustn't now start to have this um, tiering of what is a 
good degree, what is a bad degree, what is a useless degree, because the purpose of education and the purpose of academy is to build up the knowledge that humans being human beings have about everything, because you don't actually know how those things are going to interplay. All right. I'll take some more calls for you. 891 Um, If you remember quite well throughout the conversation um, or throughout these conversations, particularly this one about education, I did say to the 17-year-old, uh, what did you say his name was? Uh, uh, Tembiso. My notes are closed now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. his name was yeah, Tembiso. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I said, um, he, because he had quoted KGM, and I said KGM was not suggesting that um, um, you should not go to school because he is taking his children to school. And he did go to school. He got his matric. And I don't think whatever KGM was saying was to say you should not go to school, you should not uh, do school. School is useless in that sense. He was not saying that. It seems as though KGM wants to disagree with me. Uh, he is on the line. Let's put KGM on the line again. Uh, KGM, go ahead. Good evening again, Maya. Good yeah. evening to you. Mm. Here, here's my point. My point is education in itself is not a bad thing. It's a necessity of life. I speak as a Bushman, as Masara. If you come to our community, those who are not in the so-called civilized world, we still live in the bush or they still live in the bush. There's no schools. They live just like any other person. They are not affected or affected by anything of the so-called globalized community. But let's come to where I am. I'm saying that type, that kind of education we have in South Africa. I can only speak to the type of education in South Africa because that's what I'm exposed to. But I've also lived in, in Europe and I've traveled the world over. I've done Cape to Cairo driving four times in my life, up and down. And I can tell you this, we are perceived, we as South Africans, we are perceived to be in the know. And most of the time we know too much of nothing. We claim to know things that were not even meant for us, but were made for us. Part of that, to a large degree, is education, the educational system. Now, when, when we claim to be knowledgeable, you should listen to our discourse now. When, when a person, even in media, I mean, today we have this issue of uh, uh, journalists being attacked because people mm. are taking a different narrative and exaggerating things. Mm. We can't even articulate what I listened to Nae. I failed to deliver the same message that Nae delivered, but I claim to be educated. Mm. I have a problem with that because it's not just about dissemination of information. It's also about not being able to articulate the information to turn it into knowledge. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, KGM. Appreciate your call. Thought he was going to disagree with me there. Let's get Daniel. Daniel, please be as brief as you can. Go ahead. He's in Durban. Uh, Go, Daniel. Uh, thank you, Mr. Nair. Uh, Mr. Nair, question is, education is important as in certain aspects. I'm sure you, myself, and the guests will not allow a guy that hasn't uh, done medical and is a surgeon, we wouldn't allow him to operate enough if he hasn't been educated. Neither will we drive on a bridge that hasn't been designed and approved by an engineer. You'd be surprised. That, that, that is required. So we need education in certain instances. But my concern is with the politicians going into politics without education. The thing is, to be a politician, you've got to have certain requirements, like you've got to be a citizen of the country 
Why isn't the educational requirements for a politician? They say it's democratic, the people elect them. But the thing is, what I'd like to know is, is the president really running the country? He's got different departments and different ministers that work on certain, certain, uh, certain aspects of the country. And he only rules from the top. I once said the manager say, a good manager allocates the jobs to the people below him. And the president has also got advisors that are advising. So is he really running the country or the various ministers are running this country? All right. That's my question. Thank you very much, uh, Dan. I appreciate your call. We're going to find out what's happening with the nightlight with Stephen Kirker and come back and have our guests conclude and give his response. Stephen. Mm, yeah, this is so interesting. I wonder what the people who whose constituencies suffer from a lack of education would think about having someone with a PhD from another area represent them. You know, that's that's my kind of my take on this. Do you one. think they care? Well, they, they ultimately they care, about, I suppose, about what get, comes to them, but maybe they relate more to somebody who is like them. I don't know. Okay. I'm not I'm not from that constituency though. All right. Anyway, All right. my constituency is SAFM Night Light. Yes. Midnight to 3 a.m. it is. It's uh, 3 hours of music, a bit of uh, the night news, uh, the sporting snapshot. To also Jeffrey Osborne is our featured guest or artist at least of the week at a half past 12. And uh, yes, as ever, you also help make the music mix uh, via Twitter or SMS. You can get in touch now. Thank you very much. Stephen, you did this very same post that I did. Um, did it change any way that you the way you practice your work right now it's given me some insights yes it has certainly has given me some extra insights you know learning some more about you know media ethics and media law uh, some of those aspects and also getting an insight into the people the journalists who came before and the battles they had yeah yeah certainly you were doing your masters by the way did you finish yeah yeah, but I started working at nights and everything (laughs) Just went to, to, to pot. So I have to try and restart that in the new year. I'm going to try that as well. Thank yeah. you, much, Stephen. Appreciate sure. you. All right. At three minutes time, we'll be having the nightlight with Stephen Kirker. All right. I'm going to read some texts and then uh, we'll have our guests responding and then we'll conclude our conversation on that very note. These are the texts. One read, pardon. One text reads, politicians drive ideologies for which there is no need for qualification. The technocrats who operate the state machinery must be subjected to qualifications. That's BM. Assuming that's what you meant there, BM. Thank you. The ANC gave us a whole president without metric, but they have the nerve to tell us, and I'm assuming that us refers to the DA, that our chief whip must have a post-metric qualification. What's up with that? Not signed. Another one says, if he gets a degree in nursing, will he be a better chief whip? Tim and Santon got you, Tim. What are politicians doing while making taxpayers' money disappear? That's Mark. Okay, shooting on a tangent there. Maybe political parties should introduce a law that all cabinet ministers should have at least a metric or a degree. It would be one way of reducing Ramaphosa's overbloated cabinet. Errol Presley. Got it, Errol. <laughs> I got it. Another text says, Naya, your caller on PhD holder working for, illis- uh, for, for illiterate 
is missing the point. Is he suffering from poor self-esteem that he finds pleasure in PhD reporting to him? It is now how uh, you measure the value of education. The great and illiterate Henry Ford had an account accountant working for him. Richard Branson has PhD holders reporting to him. It does not mean they were useless. Your value of education is not about who do you work for or who works for you. Working for someone does not reduce your education. Are you using your education? to advance society as Ford would say surround yourself with people who are intellectually superior to you and who will challenge your thinking it's why he employed people more educated than him thanks Mike got it thank you very much Mike all right your parting shot you heard the callers and the texts parting shot all right so I think it's very important actually for Stainhaven Stainhaven to have a degree specifically because as the chief whip he deals with disciplinary issues within the democratic alliance disciplinary issues require an understanding of law of evidence law of civil procedure law of uh, just a general uh, fair and uh, an administrative procedure and he doesn't have an understanding of that and an example I want to give of a massive mess that he made was with the Patricia DeLille matter he lost three court cases in a row because of the bungling that he did so I do think that people who make laws and review laws need to understand the law as much as people who make ideology and push ideology Advocates need to have court, cases in, in, in court all the time but a chief whip with no legal expertise is going to bungle that up way more than a Dalimpofu would we've, it's, we've it's, seen them doing it anyway yes I mean so so it's the, the idea that John Steinhazen is eloquent therefore he's competent yeah. is actually a, a non sequitur those two are not necessarily the same thing you don't judge a politician by how well they speak in the the less than 60 minutes he speaks a year you judge him on the legislative contributions he's making in parliament and i submit to everybody who's been listening that Steinhazen has not actually been very good at the job of chief whip and that's because he lacks that educational qualification and in this particular case it would be a law degree but obviously i'm not saying a law degree is prescriptive for everyone in parliament got it got it all right thank you very much uh mighty jamie social and political commentator coming through with his commentary they're very interesting stuff and that's how we conclude our conversation thank you very much to all my guests and my team my papoots are taking in and standing in for obongega who comes back on wednesday by the way thank you very much my papoots from me Nayaru pondona and the team have a wonderful evening and God speed up next. Stephen Kirker, 